0: This is episode 34 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 34 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, I have Mark Baltazar on the show, and Mark is a multifamily expert. He is somebody who started investing in multi just about a year and a half ago, but he's already managed to acquire himself a 14-unit and a 12-unit, and uh, he's doing JVs on a massive scale. He's he's working on properties that are going to be worth... 3 million, 3.2 million when he's done. We ran through a case study in today's episode. It's really inspiring what he's doing. Mark wants to demystify multifamily investing. He came on the show today to talk about the nuts and bolts to help people understand what goes into it so that they might be able to start to do this type of investing as well. If you're interested in scaling your business or growing to the next level or taking the next step, this is definitely an episode you're gonna wanna check out. So I really hope you enjoy this one. Without further ado... Here's the episode with Mark Baltazar. Hello and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have Mark Baltazar on the show. Mark, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me
1: and excited to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, me too, because you are exclusively, pretty well exclusively into multifamily investing. Is that right? Um, I still do
1: flips. So I I started with flips uh, four and a half years ago, five years ago, I guess now. And um, in fact, I started my intent was to start with wholesaling. And so the first deal that I got under contract ended up being a flip. Um, and then a few years ago, I accumulated some buy and holds along the way. And okay. uh, just through education and learning and networking and talking to, to people and mentors, uh, multifamily kind of seemed like the path I needed to take just for, for goals and systemization and, and scale. So,
0: Okay, so Mark, let's just take a step back. Uh, what is it that you do for your nine to five, if you have one?
1: Yeah. So I, I do have a partial one. So um, about 15 years ago, I joined a really, really, really small marketing research company in Toronto. I was number three, um, became a partner, so bought into the company and we've grown that to about, we're about 30 now. Um, but over the last couple of years, I've I've stepped back. Um, it operates, my two other partners operate the day-to-day operations. I deal with some, some of the bigger clients still and um, but I've scaled back significantly to focus uh, most of the time, al- almost full time, real estate.
0: Okay. So now take me through what you have done and
1: where you started real estate investing wise. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, I guess that, you know, my wife and I had always, you know, we'd always been interested in real estate, um, you know, wanted to get involved much sooner than we actually did. So procrastinated a little bit. Um, but then, you know, I'd say about six years ago or so, I started studying, reading books, listening to podcasts. And at that time, mostly, in fact, all American podcasts. There really weren't many Canadian podcasts about Mm -hmm. real estate investing in Canada. So I mean, kudos to you to kind of bring Canadian content to the market, which is much needed. Um, So I started learning about different strategies and wholesaling kind of became one of those that, you know, seemed to be, you know, one I could grasp and and potentially do on the side as a side business. And so, um, you know, invested some money in marketing you know signs and did some digital marketing i mean familiar with the digital marketing space given my my other business okay and um you know for about five months or so was marketing and i had some leads and would go see properties and make offers and nothing would happen so i was like oh man this doesn't work this is just for the u.s (laughs) and um and then one sunday afternoon got a call and and luckily enough i think you know that it was basically two minutes away from my 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 primary resident and um you know I went to see the house and reluctantly, I didn't really want to do it because I you know had basically i guess failed maybe twenty times um over the last over the previous five months, and uh you know long story short, they accepted my offer and so was this a wholesale lead this was a yeah yeah okay. so that 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 was the intent of this property, yeah. And so I had a few, you know, people in my network that I knew were investors and flippers. And so I approached one and said, listen, you want to buy this house? And he said, yeah, it seems like a good deal. Um, and then, but then he came back to me and said, you know, why don't we partner on this as a flip? And, you know, my response was, well, I don't know how to flip. I, I don't pick up a hammer, nor do I want to, but uh, sure, let's see how it works out. All will arrange the financing, the legal, we'll both put in money and then see where it goes. Um, so we ended up profiting uh, on that one, you know, handsomely, probably close to about 80K.
0: Where was that one? That was in Brampton in Brampton okay yeah. so just like a cosmetic run or uh
1: yeah yeah we spent probably we spent maybe about 80,000 you know it was it was okay. a full gut um nothing sh- I mean we took down some walls opened the kitchen up I mean it's a, it's a model that we a consistent model that so we it's run It's right
0: like a bungalow or something small
1: yeah it was a two-story well, two two-story opened up the walls made it look a little bit bigger and then you know everything else was you know fairly cosmetic okay um, so so yeah so then it was okay well this works and then you know I've done maybe twenty or so uh, flips since then.
0: Similar to that, like similar scale and, and size of property.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, most of them, I have. I do have a project right now in Streetsville that's uh, that started off as a tear down uh, and rebuild, um, but we we changed the strategy midway through to uh, to make it just more of a, a an extensive renovation. So we're taking the roof off, putting extension on it. Um, permits okay. are actually in the mail right now, so which is great. Um, so they
0: approved? They're mailing them to you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, good. That was a you know, fairly long process, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And uh, so, yeah, so that's that's the biggest one I have going on right now. Um, I had you know opportunities to get into similar ones, but I really want to get this large one done first, and then I'll do a few other development ones and uh, on the side.
0: That's more still on the construction side. Yeah. You So you said you've done about 20 flips, though? Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. and you didn't want to keep these, do them as a burr? You wanted to get rid of them?
1: Um, so there were, there were probably three along the way that I've kept Okay. Um, in fact, I recently sold two of them, um, primarily just to focus my attention on multifamily. So to take that capital, so I do put some of my own money into multifamily okay. buildings. And so it was more to free up headspace um, and property management time because I was managing it myself. At least my wife was managing the, the tenants. Yeah. And so we thought it was you know best to liquidate, take some of that capital and just get ready for the next multifamily.
0: Yeah, and, and multifamily is where my head is at right mm-hmm. now. I've been uh, toying with it for many years and mm-hmm. looking at on market deals and and feeling a little disappointed because I want to get in and burr a multifamily. I yeah. don't wanna. I don't want to buy and have all my money and I want to find yep. a creative way that I can pull that money back out and mm-hmm. reuse it. Yep. And um, you know, oftentimes I'm using private financing, expensive money. Right. You know, leaving it in is a is a cash negative option. Yes. Which is no good. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting down that. Uh, Mm -hmm. down that little rabbit hole there as we, we talk about, you know, even how you got started in it. I know you've talked about the flips now. When did you, so when did you first invest in any real estate aside from your personal home?
1: Um, I guess it was late 2015 or mid 2015.
0: Okay. And when did you buy your first multi? Uh, that was two early 2018. Okay. So 20 flips between 2015 and now. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You're doing well. Good yeah. work. There was some. There was. I mean, I have a partner. So on flips, yeah. I do have a um. So same partner that I started with, you okay. know, four and a half or so years ago. So same guy, um, that I'd known for in fact since high school. Um, you know, we kept in touch, but nothing, you know, nothing quite formal. Yeah, I knew he was doing some stuff. I knew he was involved, you know, with Rain Real Estate Investment Network, and um, and that's kind of so he was back in my mind, and so he still, we still work on all of our projects together on the flip side of things yeah
0: but not swinging a hammer you're you guys are just working them yeah, as in buying
1: selling that's right yeah so he so the, the arrangement we have is um you know i deal with the financing um we raise capital for all of our projects so our projects are financed through jv partners so the jv partner structure with our flips
0: okay so you guys are represent one side of the partnership and then you guys bring in a money partner that's as right. well yeah okay yeah. and you'll both find uh find leads for that
1: yeah, I mean, that's primarily kind of uh, the responsibility that I've taken on is to find private, you know, typically mm-hmm. private, you know, sellers, okay. whether it's through wholesalers, I do some of my own marketing still. Um, and then he manages the construction. You said you find private sellers. You're finding private yeah. wholesale deals? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I buy off wholesalers. Um, so you know Luke
0: Yes. <laughs> I bought two of them recently. <laughs> Everybody knows Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's going to get a lot of shouts out on this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Yeah. Uh, okay so so you're finding the deals with the three-way joint venture do you not find that that can kind of be too many hands in the the cookie jar uh, so to speak
1: um i think i think it can be um it all depends on how you structure it up front right so you know i'm pretty clear with my joint venture partners that you know we're running the show uh in terms of myself and my partner so we here's the model um the model is you know we're get a house. We have we know what the design is going to be, we know what the colors are going to be. Um and let us run our model and if you're interested in that, you know, if you you put money in in this project, then you'll, you know, likely get returns of X, right? Depending on what project it is. Okay.
0: So are you are you giving them like say 33% stake or do they get 50% stake uh or is it something alternative to both of those options?
1: Um so uh on the flips they get 50% so okay. they get 50%. Sometimes, you know, there's multiple money partners that get involved uh, depending on the size of the project. Um, so they get a 50% stake um, for yeah. for buying into the project and their responsibility is really capital. And, you know, I update them on a frequent basis, but mm-hmm. um, at no time do they have a say in colors, design, etc. cetera. Um, but they know that upfront. Silent partner. Silent partner. Now, okay. I, I you know, in one of my flips, that wasn't the case. And it just turned, you know, there's just a lot of, I think wasted energy on, um, you know, where the couch is going to go for staging, what mm. color the room is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just not, I mean, we're, you know, we're running, you know, the proposition of of my company, Peak Property Investments, is it's hands-free, right? So if you're interested in generating return hands-free, then that's, then, you know, we're a solution for that.
0: Yeah, otherwise it's not, it's not the right one. That's
1: right. Yeah.
0: Okay. And what are, like, give me an example of your average deal. Like what, uh, what are you going after?
1: For flips? Yeah. Um, so it ranges. Like, you know, I have one going on in uh just outside of St. Catharines. That that purchase was about two sixty. Okay. Um, you know, we'll look to turn that around. That'll be a, probably a seven or eight month project, maybe nine with permits. And, you know, we're targeting about five hundred thousand. And so it'll profit, you know, it'll profit about eighty, let's say. Okay. Um so a five hundred thousand dollar renovation and
0: and acquisition total or uh
1: so ARV will be 500 okay, to 550 so, or so yeah. so in so say 260 we're probably going to spend about 120 on it okay um so now we're in for 380 plus financing costs etc um okay. minus agent fees etc so we're looking at the 80 to 100,000 range on that one okay um you know some are a little bit smaller some are 40,000 um, but we try to keep above 60 just to make it worth our while. In fact, we're now um, considering not doing anything that's smaller than 60 or even 60, seventy. 60 target
0: 000. profit? Profit. And now when you are when you say 60 is your target, is 60 a worst case or 60 is your, your actual middle? And that's the middle uh, of the I'd say middle. I, we,
1: you yeah. know, we've done stuff that's lower than that.
0: It ends up lower even though you thought it was better?
1: Um, No, yeah. we've taken on lower just to keep busy.
0: Right, really. okay. So when you say yeah. 60, track record suggests that you're pretty accurate with yeah.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only okay. t- you know, from uh, you know predicting an ARV, we've been pretty good at that. Um, you know, similar to how I underwrite multifamily buildings, I'm pretty conservative on the you know, flip ARV. Um, so you know, it's it's ends up being pretty close. So it's a conservative estimate, and, and if anything, we you know we will will surpass that, and it's a, it's a bonus okay. to ourselves and our investors.
0: So on a yearly basis, what are you guys about ten projects or eight projects? I'd say about eight eight yeah, projects yeah okay so we're gonna crunch some rough numbers here yeah <laughs> okay so so about 60,000 is kind of now the, the the cutoff Yep. 80 year and i'm just uh, gonna crunch our i shouldn't be doing a calculator for this but i'll do it anyway so 480,000 <laughs> gross profit yeah to be split between you and your joint venture partners so yep. you and your main partner are, are roughly taking half of that yeah to, to yep. split amongst the two so yep. you guys have about 240 there which you can split yep. so not bad while you're able to do other stuff and yep. still work your job
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah okay yep. so why don't we go ahead and get in and talk about the uh the multi because mm. yeah. uh before we got on on uh record here you mentioned demystifying Mm. multi-family yeah. investing and mm-hmm. i think that that's a great way of putting it mm-hmm. so why don't we demystify it sure. uh, you you bought in 2018 i know that's not that long ago but you've mm-hmm. probably learned a heck of a lot in that time frame
1: yeah yeah so i mean a couple of things so one yep yeah, you know bought a 14 unit um you know have a partner on that who also has others as well so collectively mm-hmm. you know the, the portfolio is is larger than that um terms of brain power and, and we have access to um you know uh friends that that have significantly larger portfolios, which we lean on, on a, on a consistent basis. Um, but I think, but I think, I think, you know, I was, um, I think I held back because of the size um, on the building size, just the management size, but also yeah. the amount of capital needed at first. Um, but I think when you, when you look at, you know, how it can be done and the financing terms and, and how banks uh, value properties like that it's it's not i think it's not as hard as people may think at first um not to say that it's easy um you know anything kind of worth having does take a little bit of work but it's um anyone can do it i think anyone can do it okay um if you have a mentor a little bit of experience i think anyone can get into multifamily
0: so you mentioned you had friends that were doing uh Mm -hmm. you know larger portfolios of 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 uh Maltese, mm-hmm. which i think is so critical right everyone who yep. who gets started seems to have a story of someone they met yep. or some story they heard the odd person did it all on their own but yep. uh it's a lot more rare um yep. where did these friends come from Were they from work or school or
1: yeah so so um, my two partners on the first deal um you know very close friends of them they have you know they run a, a essentially a REIT so about a 100 million dollar portfolio um mm-hmm. and they're they're no longer you know buying things that are 10 to 20 units or buying things that are much larger than that Um, and so deals that we would underwrite, he would take a look at and, you know, give us some tips and, you know, make some suggestions. Okay. And so that was very helpful. Um, you know, I spent some time educating myself, you know, in the beginning, you know, spent some time with Pierre Paul Turgeon, um, still communicate with him on a regular basis on the phone through email. So he's been you know helpful as well. So I think having a mentor, um, and having someone to, you know, that you can just ask quick questions, um, you know online courses and books, et cetera. Those are all good. Uh, podcasts are good too, but there's sometimes yeah. there's specific details that, you know, of a deal that- You want to ask You just somebody. need to ask, right? So I've been fortunate enough to have those people yeah. around me that I can tap into.
0: Now to clarify, when you say underwrite, this is when you're evaluating deals that you're thinking about buying.
1: Yeah, so figuring out, you know, does the financial model work? Yeah. Um, you know, the model that we run and in, in, in the buildings that we're continuing to look at today are ones that require significant- you know, value add. So they're okay. run down, they're under managed, they're they're financially performing poorly today, um, and our plan is to turn that around. So it's essentially like buying a um, a an underperforming business and turning that around.
0: Okay, so right now you're on one multi or you have others in the works? Or is uh, it, so there's
1: it, two. Yes, we have two, uh, two sevens and a 12. So three buildings okay, in the portfolio. Seven. Yeah. And uh, we're, you know, we've are we been pretty active over the last two months. We probably, yeah. you know, just yesterday I went to go see two last week, uh, two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a hot market. Um, so similar to flips, uh, what we're finding is once once a building gets onto the MLS or the yeah. public market, you know, either goes pretty quick, or it's been passed over already by many investors. So, what we've been focusing our time on is is private um, leads and direct to seller or direct to broker. So, you're mailing people market. or yeah. So, my partner has a process that he's kind of been following to yeah. to get that. Um, and so, sometimes it's direct. You know, of the last five, let's say three of them were direct to you know the owner. Um, and typically, okay. they're older. You know, older European owners that you know they're in their eighties now, yeah. and just they've you know they bought you know forty years ago. Um, and they're just, you know, they're done. They're, they're, okay. they're time to retire. And so, yep. and so that's, that's who we're targeting. And, and typically those, those owners haven't kept up with rental increases. Um, mm-hmm. the buildings are in decent condition, but there's improvements to be made. So it's perfect. It's it's, it's our sweet spot. And we're looking at the 20 unit uh, size.
0: So 20 units kind of what you're targeting now. Yep. All right. Um, Where are the properties? You have a 7,
1: 7, and a 12. Hamilton. They're all in Hamilton. They're all
0: in Hamilton. Are you still only looking at Hamilton?
1: Yeah. Right now, that's where our focus has been. That's where, you know, over the last two months, those are really the only properties we've looked at. Actually, no, we've gone to St. Catharines and we've gone to Welland. The markets there are, they're decent, but we know that the Hamilton market is super strong from a whole number of aspects. You know, rental demand is super strong, growing at 14% per year. You know, one of the top rental markets in Canada. There's a lot of infrastructure development. So the light rail transit's going through there, in fact. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening that, that um, you know, creates this, you know, protective barrier around this investment.
0: There's a lot of, um, uh, yeah, definitely economic reasons to totally. be there. And economic reasons for growth yeah. in the future, which Absolutely. I certainly like. Um, I think St. Catharines and Welland also have their potential, but yeah. I think Hamilton is more instantaneous.
1: Absolutely yeah Uh, okay so and it's competitive i mean because of that it's very competitive
0: so not to uh to to kind of breeze past the the approaching sellers on multis because i think Mm -hmm. that that in my head Mm -hmm. has seemed like this crazy hurdle Mm -hmm. um what are some strategies that that you have seen work for Mm -hmm. approaching these sellers i mean that's probably a lot of roll up your sleeves and yeah you know do whatever it takes
1: so it's it's um it's not as quick as single family okay um you know it's been a lot of uh, so letters you know letters to so sellers will you
0: send so how are you finding their their mailing addresses because obviously it's not unit one yeah uh at the at yep. the property
1: yeah so there's uh so it's digging through so looking at an area okay looking at you know basically walking down the street looking at the addresses um you can go to tax roll departments i've right? done that before so, yeah. so doing that kind of work so You know, going beyond the surface. So I think this is where the nitty gritty and rolling up your sleeves work comes into play. So you
0: go to tax roll, you write down the owner's name, and you actually craft a letter and say, "Hey, you know, I saw your building. I am interested. I was wondering if you'd like to chat."
1: Yeah, and sometimes you know, you'll get you know, it's a conversion rate, right?
0: Yeah. What do you think's reasonable on something like that? I mean, I just seems like so much work per letter, but Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly because it's personally addressed, it's Mm -hmm. more likely to convert than a non-addressed letter.
1: Absolutely. And if and if you get and and so we're just starting this now. So in terms of and knowing what the conversion what a good conversion is yeah. not sure um but if you get one or two like that per year um in terms of deals close then that's good i think for us yeah. that's that's good i mean if we can close on you know two 20s yeah. a year then that that becomes a worthwhile exercise
0: okay so you're, you're still too early to know yeah. what your conversion rate on that would be yeah. what are some of the, the things you've done that have worked for finding private's is it just networking?
1: Yeah, networking. Um, so prior to going to direct to owner, so wholesalers. So there, are, you know, are okay. some that deal specifically in commercial. Um, haven't bought one from a wholesaler, but see a lot of leads, um, and in brokers. I think okay. networking events, um, brokers. You know, oftentimes, you know, they'll sell direct um, okay. before going to public commercial agents. So I have um, seen uh, leads, um, so off market leads come from. Uh, brokers as well as commercial agents
0: and agents um okay so so when you're differentiating like you're saying a real estate broker versus an agent mm-hmm. very few people would differentiate between that um
1: yeah I think someone who runs the you know runs the office is um, more or has a direct so? who has a direct um contact yeah. with um and so some of the bigger um some of the bigger um outfits as well so colliers yeah um some of the more com- cbre Yeah. Right. So um, those guys, you know, they, but again, they they deal with larger ones, um, larger properties. So the 30, 40 plus, but um, sometimes they'll come across a 10 and a 20, which is kind of our sweet spot right now. And so as long as they know that, you know, we're looking for that, then then we'll get it. So we've had a few uh, passed along from some of these bigger outfits.
0: What kind of cap rates are you i mean out of the three you've been able to Mm -hmm. acquire to date Mm -hmm. what kind of cap rates are you buying them at Mm -hmm. and
1: and then we'll go over potential as a second question sure so uh the 2018 one that was that was bought at a 4.75 cap Uh um the one in 2014 which is my my partner kind of brought into the portfolio that was closer to six um that's in hamilton that was this year sorry that was in 2014
0: 2014 oh Mm -hmm. okay so you've had that one for a while
1: so so my partner in multifamily, he had that one already so that's kind of part of the portfolio so now you guys
0: have built that in you've merged that okay so yeah that was back in you know a different time i guess time yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that was when it was you know seven you know i think 70,000 to 75,000 a door right yeah. So now, what are you
0: seeing per door now?
1: Um. So I went to go look at two yesterday. One was thirty-three thousand a door. One was four hundred thirty-two thousand a door. One was hundred and forty thousand dollars a door. Um. So that's that's the range, I think that's the tip. It depends on the configuration, but you know, one the two bedroom is basically that's what you're. you're gonna see.
0: You're over hundred a door now. You're, yeah, absolutely. you're like one hundred
1: and twenty plus. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. I went to go see one last week, and that was hundred a door but it's in a different area of Hamilton it's in you know it's an uh, um hasn't been gentrified yet it's kind of barton mm-hmm. if you know i mean if you're familiar with the area yeah. um so uh, you know a little rougher part of town you can get it at 100 100,000 a door um so there are you know places that you right. can still buy but it depends on depends on again not as close to transit but if you're closer to transit you're looking at 100 140 a door
0: yikes like, and you mean closer to the go transit or tr- closer to just a bus stop?
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, da- so downtown we looked at one that was about one hundred forty-five thousand a door, uh, which is right downtown, walking yeah. distance to you know all the amenities, basically mm-hmm. downtown. Um, again, pretty rough shape, uh, structurally okay, but mm. needs new windows, needs you know common area refreshing, um, all the units needed to be you know redone. But you're still paying one hundred forty-five thousand dollars a door. But again, if you're holding it for the seven years, even sometimes ten, it's worth overpaying now. At least we think anyways, right. it's worth overpaying now because once you I mean, these are average rents of about seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty dollars a door. Right. We we know that the, that it should be fifteen hundred a door, fifteen fifty a door. Really? So downtown. Yeah, downtown.
0: But not like trying to think of another
1: example, like more east. So like, like say Main Street East. Yeah. Right. So um when uh when i underwrote the one purchased in 2018 my estimate that was that so it would work the financial model would work if we got 1175 for a one bedroom okay um we got 1400 um in april 1st for a one bedroom for one bedroom how many units did you get that on uh so it's our first one so there's our first renovation so now we're turning over the other ones keep going so
0: so that's the model you have everybody in there cash flows continue now we have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> when you buy, the money that's coming in, is that as an equity position for the down payment? Is that equity position for whoever's providing it? Is that a joint venture mm-hmm. partner that's providing it?
1: Yes. So, yes. So, it's a JV. It's a, you know, a standard JV.
0: So, it's still you and your main partner, yep. JV with somebody else.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so, we are looking at different models, though, um, because one of the common questions that we do get from joint vest- joint venture uh, partners is just liability. Right. So, you know, at that, you know, level of capital invested. So, we're dealing with investors that are putting a hundred, sometimes two, 200,000 of investors putting 400, you know, they want a little bit more protection. And so, looking at LLPs as a kind of a way to structure the deals to protect our joint venture partners or like their interest in it. Yeah. Because, you know, with a joint venture, you know, a joint venture partner, your, your, liability is, there's no limit to the liability, right? So if the, if the building loses, um, you can lose more than what you put in now, I think in real estate and in Hamilton, and the market that's very unlikely to happen. Far fetched, yeah.
0: What would have to happen for that to be a case? Well, we get that question yeah. right.
1: We get that question a lot, and, and often it's a disaster or extreme mismanagement. But there's insurance that protects. Well, yeah, exactly. You
0: have insurance unless your insurance company goes bankrupt. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd probably be your biggest worry if it, you know if you have a disaster. Now, some insurance policies yeah. exclude certain events, yeah. like an earthquake. You want to make sure that an yeah. you know, earthquake, flood. Yeah. Um, are those things going to take down your building but even if those things were true yeah i guess that's pretty ugly yeah. but uh yeah. but i mean there is a recovery in that city is still great and it's not yeah. it's likely a isolated incident so Absolutely. the land
1: will still have value but yeah that, that'd be ugly yeah for sure so it's a so it's, in fact it's a question that we get yeah. that's probably the most common question but
0: if that happens
1: yeah <laughs> things are going to anyway so yeah, 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 yeah. that's right that's right that's right yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so I mean I guess if, if you're at that point I mean well I guess we're kind of all screwed if that happens yeah. so yeah um you yeah. know I, I kind of have that response for uh for people too sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that uh, you know it's not as simple as it uh as it yeah. may seem yeah so you you've started to turn over your unit and you're gonna do more of that and is that on the seven unit or the other one. uh so
1: the so the two sevens are actually side by side so okay. so the plan really wasn't to get anything in, in or get into a seven uh, given its size because the whole point was to scale to get bigger. Um, okay so that's 14 yeah so you so basically have a 14 they're, they're right beside each other they're the exact configuration exact same configuration so the layouts are the exact same essentially they're identical buildings yep um so there's two more that are kind of up for renovation um in september uh, and, and that's out of
0: those buildings that's out of those buildings and those are you said more like east east end towards yeah, like Main street east yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's okay.
1: about um it's about and so that i didn't factor this into my 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 financial model uh, but the lrt stop is about 50 meters from it and so oh. that will give a nice you know boost so that's boost, just
0: bonus bonus when's that scheduled
1: um i think you're scheduling four years four years So give or take a couple years right yeah. so that's why i didn't really want to put it in um it performs well without it without that assumption Hamilton's
0: going to be such an interesting place to see Mm -hmm. i mean it's still i mean there's still such horrid areas that i don't know how they'll ever make them look good but i mean in toronto they kind of made it look cool you know like uh, um past queen west like dundas on uh, you know further west uh there's some pretty rough areas that they've turned They've done it yeah (laughs) yeah totally you know um kind of a little greasy is cool
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I think you know it's Hamilton's on a 20- year plus trajectory right so I mean I, yeah. I mean the way I think about it it's it's like it's the next Toronto right there's really nothing like it it is um you know outside of Toronto Right, so it's Toronto's where you drop the rock, and
0: the ripples keep yeah. traveling out, yeah. and then they're not going to stop. And uh, yeah, Hamilton's got a, a bright yeah. future. It's it's been very delayed by just how rough it was. Yes,
1: yes, yes, and and yeah. still
0: is. Yeah, yes, but yeah. Uh, it's coming along. Yeah, the, yeah. the cat's kind of out of the bag yeah. with uh, with yeah. Hamilton for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So uh, why don't we walk through some of the numbers as to how you make this work? So you have an equity mm-hmm. partner. That's nice. So they're coming in with what twenty five percent down plus rental cost. Or are they just bringing in twenty five percent? How how are you structuring it?
1: So basically, it you know one hundred percent. So one hundred percent of the capital required is is uh, brought in by investors. Okay. Um, now I also have capital in as well. Um, so and again, it helps with the question. You know, what if things go south, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my interest aside from just having an equity share and, and sweat equity, as you can call it, I also have financial, um, yeah. uh, you know, stake in it. And so the capital that we raise goes for the down payment as well as renovation. Okay.
0: So in this one, what's the purchase price? So say the the two uh, sevens that are side by side, we'll mm-hmm. call it a 14. Yep. Is um, 1. 1.7. 1. 1.7 all in? Yep. What was your mortgage on that one?
1: So we had a 65% LTV. Okay. Um, so for this one, um, again, similar, I guess similar to birth strategy in that it's, uh, so we have a bridge, some bridge financing that will that that we have for two years okay. to allow us to you know renovate and you know um increase increase net operating income
0: oh did they do like a purchase plus
1: improvements like they give you no we did a two-year term two-year okay. term with a b lender oh um, okay just 65 percent. yeah 65 percent ltv five and a quarter percent uh which is too bad and then uh at month 24 we'll refi, re-fi. with an a lender and maybe maybe go see AMHC.
0: Yeah. That's, that's where the, it kind of starts to pay like gravy, but it all happens yeah. so slow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, B lender, is that, uh, our favorite home trust or is that, uh, somebody yeah. else?
1: Yeah. We use home trust.
0: Yeah. They're, they're getting kind of bigger into that space. I hear that answer a lot. They're everywhere. Yeah. We stayed
1: away from them for a bit given when they had the, this, the, their issues, yeah. just cause we were pulling out of deals at the yeah. last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it worked. I mean, we looked at, we looked at a few lenders. They, they, they yeah they came they came back with terms, and we negotiated some terms that that yeah. that made sense for the deal,
0: okay, so we'll call that your net investment. I know that you technically would have uh some legals on on top yep. of that, so your five ninety five down payment, you'd probably be another what fifty thousand dollars on top of that to close the deal or yeah terms of fees
1: yeah, you know, yeah, legals are probably about five. Okay, and then yeah. some financing costs. So we used a broker, so there's some financing costs on that. Yeah, um, so. of about eleven thousand, I think it was. Eleven thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. um And then we land had transfer. Land transfer. Then we were. Then we had uh, an inspector. So go through two buildings. That was about thirty five hundred or so.
0: Oh, like an engineer or yep. somebody who's, who's yep. certified. So uh, land transfer, I'm trying to think of what you would have been. You would have been like. What, yeah, like 1.42% 1. 1. ish. So whatever that is. Uh, you would have been, what? Yeah, so 25,000. And then you would have been uh, your inspector uh 3,500. It's just good to kind of dig into some of these numbers because mm-hmm. the people who haven't done it, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, totally. It's, it's mystified. It's d- yeah, demystified. Yeah, d- <laughs> d- that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So So those. We'll call them closing costs, which is what they are. Uh, let's just total those up, and that's just from what we can remember right mm-hmm. now. Uh, that's about forty-four thousand five hundred. So mm-hmm. I wasn't off with my yep. fifty. So closing, so total investment initially was the five ninety-five plus the forty-four five. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're at six hundred mm-hmm. and thirty-nine thousand five hundred, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of which your investors brought in how much?
1: So we raised, uh, eight seventy-five. Okay. Yeah. And so we buffered in. So from renovation costs, and So, so our, you got some rental costs yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so renos, um, uh, 28,000 a unit. Okay. So which is, which is higher than, than typical for a unit like this. Um, but done purposely to attract the higher rents. So, um, a couple of things that we're, that we've done. Um, so, you know everything's brand new so everything's completely gutted vinyl mm-hmm. flooring brand new kitchen quartz countertops um stainless Smart. steel stainless steel appliances and this is king street east it's uh it is main oh, main street yeah main street east sorry yeah main street east yeah, yeah. so turns yeah turned into main yeah. um in suite laundry okay. so the buildings do have common area laundry laundry but we're yeah converting the units right so you get next um and yeah super clean you know we staged the first one just so we have some marketing material for the other ones because again the configuration is exactly the same um there's yeah. s- uh, s- uh i guess 12 one bedrooms and two twos so so yeah so um you know we we spent a little more uh in a- a- air condition so put ac in there you
0: put ac units in individual units so like the ductless mini split yep. things uh, with a heat pump or just just, yep. air conditioning. just air conditioning yeah and then you have yep. centralized boiler system for yes. the building yeah these are all the things that in my head when i'm wanting to do a property you know, and yeah. on a micro scale i do i'm like i'm like how do i make it great? Yeah. i don't want it to be like oh but i wish it had this yeah. i'm like no i want it to have yeah. that yeah i just realized that i didn't connect water lines on the fridges on one of my student lines oh, okay. okay to the ice thing and the yeah. student just texted me and oh, I'm no. like, no, <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. It's way too late now. <laughs> we, we, we've forgotten him on
1: flips. Yeah. These ones, these, this one's in, like we've put this you one. You put them right in on this yeah, one? Yeah. It's such a little
0: yeah. like meaningless know, thing, but it means something to the person. Totally, totally. So the valuation at the time, uh, you, you said, did you give me a cap rate on this building? This one was bought at 4.75. So 4.75. So for those who aren't familiar with cap rates right now, uh, that basically means the operating income divided by 4.75. Percent
1: yes would would yield or give you your purchase price yeah so I think it so, was I think we we're at eighty two ish okay eighty two thousand so, so it, it, in a Y
0: okay so I see I see uh, eighty thousand seven fifty so okay. yeah it yeah. wouldn't have been maybe exactly yeah, four point seven five yeah but let's just say it was four point seven five um, so if that holds true. Mm-hmm. Here, here's where it gets really easy mm-hmm. for us as, uh, as investors working with cap rates yeah. what do you think you can increase your operating income to when you get all the units Yeah, so project
1: so projected will probably um, we'll be close to double we'll be close to double um, so we're on track so so when I underwrite I have a um, a low estimate a moderate estimate and a high estimate mm-hmm. um, we'll buy and we'll go look at property if kind of on paper it does about 30% the property
0: um, so this I mean, one, thirty 30% on on the uh, actual investment yeah uh, the, the on the net actual investment so what we're calculating we calculated 639,000 but you said you guys had raised 875 yeah, so yeah. on that 875
1: you want so, 30% uh so 15 so, so 30% of the pro, uh, on the whole property mm. at least you know somewhere between 12 and 15% for the investor
0: okay so they get 12 to 15% yeah. Yeah. And then you guys, well, you get a lot more because you yeah. did sweat equity. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So, um, so we'll go look at a property if it, it hits that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, then we'll you know, crunch our numbers even, even further. Okay. Uh, this one, this one is on track right now to do, we're probably in the 20 ish range, given the given that we just rented or in, in April rented the one bedroom for 1400.
0: So twenty percent return? Yes. Thing? So you'll be
1: ten percent to the
0: investor and then No,
1: twenty for the investor. Oh twenty. Wow. So the property will do forty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's uh yeah, it's good. I mean again, I think it's it's a function of conservative underwriting at first. Yeah. Um, but also just how hot the market is. Um again, we you know, we were we were um you know, we, again, give, given, you know, the network of people around us that have properties in the area as well, mm-hmm. you know, we were pretty confident that 1175 was a good number for one bedroom. Okay. Um, but because the market's been so hot and there's such low supply, high demand at 1400, I mean, we had, we actually had, in fact, we listed it at 1350 and then we had multiple people wanting it. So it bumped it up to, to 1400. Oh, really,
0: See, so That's another conversation. So like, yeah. you got the responses, oh, prices changed because of demand. Yeah. Is that all you said?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so actually, we, yeah, we nice to and, just
0: be upfront. Hey, man, I got way too many responses. We're, we're increasing yeah, the price. No,
1: I've done it a couple times, and yeah. I'm open with them. And if you want it, you know, here's and and sometimes you know the 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 tenant or prospective tenant will offer more, yeah. and I'll just be fair to the other. You know, you know, once I narrowed it down yeah. to a few, um, also. Um, which we didn't factor into our original estimates as well is the this new tenant is paying for parking as well. So none of the other tenants are paying for parking. So we're charging thirty thirty dollars per, so per that spot. On. So that's an extra two spots that they have. So it's fourteen sixty essentially that tenant's bringing in.
0: Very nice. Okay, so what I've got so far here is new operating income. You said that's about double. So for simplicity, one hundred and sixty thousand mm-hmm. at uh, four point seven five. Uh, Cap, if we just divide that out, that works out to three point three six eight million. Yeah. So what I want to do now is, if you were to go sixty five percent on that, mm-hmm. maybe we figure out what your what your burr is. Yeah. See, this is a big yeah, burr. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This it's is big a big burr. burr. Um, okay. So if we did sixty five percent of that, your new mortgage is sixty five percent. Works out to be about two point one eight million. And the perfect burr is when you can pull all your money back out, mm-hmm. and maybe even a little extra. That's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what will you have into it at that point once you're all done the renos. So we, we calculated your initial investment just to close it was uh, $639,500. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you had
1: um, renovations of 28000 a unit. So yeah. So total at that time. Um, so let's say in five years, assuming we do 100%. So 14 units by 28. The refi. So at, So refi at year two. Right. So we oh, okay. so it wouldn't be as clean as what we're trying to yeah. do here. So, so, so the reason why we didn't have to raise a million, yep. something like this. You'd want, So if you'd go, if you, if you were to go, um, so not refi until year five, then we'd yep. raise way more. Um, but the benefit to, you investor can recycle partners, the money. That's right. So, yeah. So we're raising less, um, and pull then year two pull out, pull and, out and, and then, then continue on. That's right. And so that money will, will fund the remaining four, yep. you know, four, five units that haven't been done. So it's not going to
0: completely change our numbers if we if we do this. Basically, I'm just looking at getting at what is the total amount we're we're in from the investment. So your initial purchase was 1.7 million. Your renovations were 392 thousand, and then your closing costs equal to 44,500. dollars yeah. So those are the basically the costs
1: to acquire and approve the building. So our projection is that there's pro- there's about a 1.1 million on the table profit of equity in there yeah yeah of, so once yeah yeah of, of, of net profit
0: i had the initial purchase at 1.7 you were renovations of 392 and your closing costs of four five. now of course if you're refinancing there are extra costs in, the, in there that would be added on uh, so if we wanted to keep it real simple here then our total cost to acquire and improve the building would be about two point one three million, mm-hmm. and your new mortgage is about two point one eight nine. So we're almost uh, a complete wash mm-hmm. according to these numbers. Now I know you had some extra fees, yeah. so acquire yeah. and improve two point one three six, and then if we subtract off your uh, new mortgage, you guys are going to get fifty two thousand dollars back mm-hmm. if that all goes as planned. Mm-hmm. So. This is the perfect burr, the one mm-hmm. that actually pays you. You can yeah, yeah. you can acquire it and you're in with zero. The yeah. bank has totally financed it. Yeah. And now, not only are you in with zero, but you also have equity that you've created. Yeah. yeah in the ballpark of over a million dollars. Yeah. And if you go CMHC on your financing, yeah. you can pull out 85. Like I did this mortgage at 65%. Right. So you guys could potentially be yeah. pulling out hundreds of thousands of dollars to put yeah. back into new projects. Yeah. Hey guys, let's just pause the episode for a second and hear from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by the Real Estate Growth Summit hosted in Toronto, Ontario at the Pearson Convention Center on November's 11th and 12th. I have Dylan here to talk to you about the things that you're going to learn at the Real Estate Growth Summit. Dylan, take it away. Thanks, Andrew. Really excited to be sponsors of your podcast. This event is for listeners like you that want to take your real estate sales or real estate investing business to the next level and to replace your active income with passive income through learning and implementing the systems and processes used by the best in the industry. Be prepared to walk away with some tangible tools and an action plan that I have personally used to become a top performer in the industry in just under three years. To get your tickets before prices go up, visit www.realestategrowthsummit.ca. And for being loyal listeners of Andrew's podcast, there's a special discount code just for you. All you have to do is enter AndrewREI as the promo code at checkout to save $50 off admission. The only way you're ever going to reach your massive goals is to take massive action. So go get your tickets today and we'll see you at the event. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Like get all the investors money back and get into new projects so if you're at that 4.75 cap on a 3.3 million dollar building yep. all your units are rented out at 1400 or yep. more yeah um what do you figure your cash flow on that building is going to be
1: um so in year two so year 24 uh that so i look at it in two phases phase one which is up to 24 and then refi and then okay uh, and then afterwards um but
0: i'm saying once it's all done like so, when, one, so once, once you're it's all, done, all, all units are renovated,
1: yeah. So once it's all done, so the plan really is to sell it, right? Oh, so, it is. Yeah. So okay. so there's, I mean, there's three exit strategies, but the plan right now on paper mm-hmm. is to sell it. Um, the other plan, um, which we'd have to get you know consensus from the partners because it'd be it'd be um it would be different than what the original plan was was would be to refi refi mm-hmm. and just hold it, get everyone's money back. But uh, so far there's there's the investors that are on board would be in for that. Um, the other, the third strategy, and this one's unique for this specific property. So again, they're side by side. So the Ontario Planning Act states that if you buy two properties side by side uh, under the same owner, they automatically merge into March. one piece, right? So, so these one purposely were bought um, with two separate um, kind of quote unquote owners, owners right? It's a number yeah. of companies. So one strategy may also be to sell one and get our money out and then keep the other one. Yeah. For no cash in
0: seems like you could just refi and refi. Uh, and, and, do, the and do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. looks like you guys are, are ripe with options here. Yeah.
1: You, you know, a million yeah.
0: different things you could do. Um, I'm curious what your cash flow would be uh, on the on a 4.75 cap with a proper mortgage. Mm-hmm. If you went CMHC and you did like a 40-year mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what you would get at, uh, on cash flow there. Uh, did you have any? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. It doesn't come to mind right now. Um it was strong. It was strong. And so it, it, for our partners, we would basically keep twenty five percent of the cash flow in the property and then pay out as a distribution seventy-five percent of what's net mm-hmm. the net cash flow. Um, top of mind, I can't remember what that number is. There wouldn't be much cash flow to pay out until probably month twenty-five, month twenty-six.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm I'm more going kind of going into that ideal world once you're uh once you're all done, yes, um, yes. you know, everything. I would have to assume you'd be making probably 500 bucks a door. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So say you were making 500 bucks a door times 14, mm-hmm. you're going to be $7,000 a month cash flow after your taxes and your mortgage payment, and you're going to have no money in. So your return is infinite. I mean, mm-hmm. we couldn't even calculate it. It would be bonkers if we could. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the scale of what you're doing, yeah. I mean, if you could find a way to just acquire these and you know own half of- yep. 20 buildings like this i mean that makes for a, yeah. a, a very pretty early retirement mm-hmm, uh, you know yeah. as soon as you can kind of
1: pull it off and that's kind of the light bulb went off you know when i had you know have you know a four plex and a duplex and and then i looked at these kind of numbers and just the mm-hmm. scale and, and the amount of work you know involved it's not that much more it was a little bit more because again you're dealing with multiple units and more people that's yeah, probably the people. biggest concern i think yeah. a lot of people have yeah more people yeah
0: how do you how do you cope with that? And what are what are you what systems have you set up to be yep. able to transition these tenants out so that you can renovate these units?
1: Yeah. So so right now, so for this one, um, we are managing it ourselves. So myself and our my partners in terms of property management day to day, purposely so that we just get a better feel of the building, how it's operating, and the tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, we've basically talked to all tenants um, just to see, just to feel them out, what their plans are. Um, two of them right away. I said, yeah, we, we understand that you're, you know, renovating and, you know, happy to, you know, happy to go. That's okay. great. Um, you know, there is a plan in place to, you know, cash for keys at some point and figure mm-hmm. out what that number is. And we know what that number is uh, based on the cap rate and based on the calculation that you just did. So yeah. there's a, there's an ROI to that.
0: Well, there's a payback, right? Like how, how quick do you need it to pay back? Yeah. Do you have a, a thought in mind?
1: Um, you know what? We'll we're going we'll explore that once we've gone once we've okay. once we're once we don't have we're any more units to, reno- to renovate, right? So yeah. you know if if there's some natural turnover, which there is right now. Yeah. So we have the next probably three units that that. our natural so four will be just natural turnover yeah at that point you know we need to get to our you know seven or eight is their magic number for a refi if it's not coming fast enough then we'll have to explore some of these options yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, it all depends. Like to me, when I looked at these projects, I'm like, well, if I'm paying, you know, 10% or or what have you on the money and, you know, on my down payment money, plus I'm paying my mortgage and I'm cash negative and every month hurts. It's like that. That's probably the number one reason I didn't pursue large multi. Yeah, because it just daunted me. I'm like, well, what if I have issues with tenants? Yeah, aren't able to get them out. I don't love that plan. That's yeah. why I kind of like what you're doing, where you're offering more of a target return to your investors. You're mm-hmm. saying you're in it with us, but we're going to do everything. Yeah, and you know you got to just set it and forget it with this money. Yeah, but when it pays off, it's going to yeah. be worth your yeah.
1: while. Yeah, absolutely. And then
0: you don't put that gun to your head where you're cash negative from day one. It's yeah. losing money. You're having to find a way or scramble, and that just you know you want to enjoy life right they don't want to have to be like every day stressing that i got to get this done so key structure the deal the right way yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely.
1: i mean they they this building was cash flow negative um upon acquisition there Mm -hmm. was one there was actually two vacant units um and we put someone right away again just to just to protect ourselves uh, into one of the units and renovated the other ones Looking back, I wish we just would have rented or renovated, renovated the two. Yeah, um, never put them yeah. in with with landlord
0: tenant tenant <laughs> yeah. act. You know, your your options are so limited. If yeah. you get somebody who wants to to stay, I mean, yeah. most people are reasonable. And if you say, "Hey, we want to renovate your unit, it's going to disturb you. We don't want to do yeah. that." Yeah. Um, you know, is there a circumstance where you where you would consider moving on? Yeah and just have, start the conversation yeah yep. they say oh no we never want to leave and i'm like okay well you know fair enough if if it were to happen though because we're going to renovate anyway we yep. don't want to displace you yeah you know perhaps we can work it out where it's a win-win right because yep. you can definitely make them leave yep. to renovate
1: yeah it's just yep. they
0: have to get an option to come yep. back
1: that's right that's right which is yep. like
0: well i mean are they really what if the renovation takes six months right, right. Uh, so there's i think there's ways to talk through that with reasonable people
1: yeah so you know what so far the people that are on deck to leave they're you know they understand they get it Mm -hmm. and it's been you know it's been fairly pleasant in terms of conversation so out of
0: 14 how many
1: have turned over so one's turned over officially so we have new tenants in one and we have three more on deck right now
0: okay so they've given notice uh yes okay so you've got a you've got a 60 day notice on that yeah okay and then uh have you had further conversations
1: uh beyond those no no, no because we because want to so get these the,
0: people have just kind of yeah. shown shown that they're yeah. interested in leaving and, yeah. and you've pursued that
1: yeah and we'll so we'll do the two at once and then the third one will help hopefully happen before the end of the year so we'll have four done at the end of the, by the end of the year yeah. and then once those are done get new tenants. then we'll pursue the other ones
0: what's your comfort zone with uh with
1: renovations like how many
0: do you feel you have capacity to do at one time
1: so what's interesting is that again because of the the network that we have um the construction team that that we've used for the first one we'll use for the other ones is used to doing like 150 units a year of the, these types of renovations so, so you can do whatever
0: you want yeah
1: so they, they have yeah. the capacity to do a lot okay um so for us it's pretty hands-free
0: so mostly one bed units or two bed
1: uh so these are there's 12 ones two twos. 12
0: ones, two twos. Okay. And you turned yeah. over a two. A one. Oh, you turned over a one for yeah. 14. So your twos yeah. will go for even more. Yeah. Okay. And what are you getting done for 28,000 per unit?
1: So we have, so it's a complete gut. So 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 this specific property, the units of one bedrooms are 520 square feet, approximately. 520 one yeah. beds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty open. I mean, they're, so we're, we're taking down a wall or as mm-hmm. much as we can uh, without in, impeding on or infringing upon the electrical panel. Okay. Um, so opening it up, um, vinyl flooring, brand new vinyl flooring, brand new kitchen, so custom cabinetry, okay. uh, quartz countertop, so yeah. that gives yeah. it a little bit of a kind of a luxury feel. Oh, Absolutely. Um, stainless steel appliances, uh, in suite laundry. So this these units don't. Ha- there's not enough room for stackables. So yeah. we have the two and one. Two and one. Yeah. Yeah, so they're pretty popular in Europe. They're starting to come here. So basically, it's a washer and dryer in one unit. That is cool. Yeah, so very they're, cool. They're a little more expensive. They're about $1,300, thirteen hundred, thirteen fifty. That's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, they, they do t- it takes a little bit longer to dry your clothes um, yeah. because it, you know it's, it's a two in one, so it's not built for just drying. So it's, you yeah. know, but um, but again, in this specific building, our tenants are paying for hydro, so you know they yeah. they, they 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 can manage what they you know how long they it takes to dry, right?
0: yeah um people don't ask that question when they move in well how much are you i mean they do yeah. but i don't think it's like a deal maker no not, no no, no, right? no i mean
1: these are efficient units it just takes a little bit longer yeah. than a typical dryer um what else did we put in there oh, so, oh ac
0: so you got the ac yeah, i think you, yeah. you had mentioned most of these before but i just wanted to recap yep. it uh so you have yep. got ac uh
1: new baseboard trim or you just left what was there no everything's new so new baseboard trim okay so yep new wiring in the units um no we didn't have to do much actually okay. we didn't have to do much just,
0: just whatever as needed
1: yeah as okay. needed uh again new bathrooms um, so tile
0: surround yep. toilet yep. uh tile on the floor yep vanity yep Yeah. so that's a pretty efficient renovation yep. If actually, you're buying you know a we didn't do tile in the bathrooms
1: actually we went no? straight through with vinyl, oh, with vinyl.
0: Yeah. yeah i like that i'm a fan yep. of that on my properties my student yep. rentals yep. vinyl on the floor i'll still do tile around the tub Yep. But uh, I do the waterproof vinyl and yeah, um, it's great. I like it. And it's yep. so much easier because I don't like the step in yes. construction yes. where you have to bring in the tile guy to do the floor. Because right. that just holds people up for... So literally, it's a scheduling yeah. decision
1: for me right. to not do tile on yeah. the floor. Yeah, it makes sense. makes sense. Yeah, it just speeds you along, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: What is something that you've discovered along your way that you're confident that most people don't know about this game
1: that you'd like for them to know? On the financing side. So I think... I think- I think there's a a myth. I think it's a common myth. I'm not sure you can tell me if you've heard this from other uh, investors that are looking to get into multifamily or or people talking about multifamily is that, you know, it's all about, it's 100% about what the build, how the building performs and financing is just based on the building and not your personal Mm -hmm. uh, income or net worth, uh, which is not true. Some of the, so as the sponsor or guarantor of the mortgage, they do look at your net worth. Yes. Right. So, what what I think a lot of people believe is that commercial buildings it's just one hundred percent about the property, which which is mostly true. You know, if you don't have the net worth, then partner with someone that has the net worth. Their net worth needs to be you know a significant proportion or a proportion of the mortgage amount. So I think you know it while while financing might be a little bit easier, um, you do still have to you know show your own financials and have you know some uh, net worth to support. The mortgage that you're taking on, because they're not just going to lend to anybody. Also, experience matters. So, not just multifamily experience, but experience in managing teams or business experience. Banks look at that, Um, or perhaps you know, uh, experience in managing other you know units, uh, rental units. That's important. So, I think you know, it's um, it's a different financing game, but they do look at the person that's running or the people that are running the the property.
0: Yeah, I can speak to like when I used to do these. I actually used to to do some commercial mortgage okay. underwriting as a okay. as a, an agent working for a brokerage. I remember the stacks, the files that I would send in for the commercial deals were yeah. you know could be five inches thick, right? You know yeah. where our residential file would be, you know one eighth of an inch. Yep. Yeah it really is an intense game they do ask for a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the the myth i guess quote unquote you know and it's not a myth uh, that it is mostly about the building it is mostly about the building in yep. the sense that yep. you're not you're not getting evaluated with a debt coverage ratio right. personally yes you're you're they're looking at the building's ability to sustain itself and right. then of course they want to know that you've got um good income personally they want to know you got good credit personally and then good net worth of course now i don't know if i've ever heard a specific amount of Mm -hmm. net worth that they're looking for but Mm -hmm. i do know that they ask for it yep and uh i haven't i haven't heard it's been a long time since i've underwritten one i don't recall ever hearing no um other than maybe one person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but most people if, if the network net net worth reasonably makes sense you yep. can you can usually get a deal done yep. but if you can't
1: yep. go find somebody who who has yeah, it it's absolutely it's I mean, still worth doing yeah i think there's um, always a way to get the deal done
0: there there's always a way right i <laughs> yeah. think if you remember that yeah. and then you just go okay well clearly i don't know everything i need to know i need yeah. to go find more people and learn yeah. more yeah um yeah, so totally. what uh what's your goal with with all
1: this mm-hmm um. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's so I have a family. So I have a young family. I guess getting getting older a little bit. Um. So I have a, I have three boys. So I have seven, seven, nine, and eleven. Um. Okay. And so my decision, I guess, two years ago to step back from my 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 other business, um, was you know prime you know partially to spend more time with them, um, but also spend more time in the real estate and investing game. I enjoy doing this. Like I enjoy the the I enjoy business building. So to me, this is, you know, I'm building a business, um, mm-hmm. to different business and marketing research, but the same principles and aspects apply, you know, I'm dealing with clients I'm you know, dealing with brand, building brand, building systems, et cetera. So I, I like the business building side of things. Um, you know, the end goal is to, uh, you know, in terms of retiring, I like I, I have to keep busy, um, yeah. in terms of doing this, but it just affords me the, you know, the, the time and it gives me the financial means to do things that I like to do. Um, which is travel mm-hmm. spend time with kids go to rep hockey games because my kids are in, into hockey and so i spend a lot of time <laughs> with Sorry. them on the road you know right now i'm fortunate fortunately to be in a place that i can i can do that um yeah. and and you know have the have the the leeway in my schedule to to be able to to do that
0: i think that that's a very common thing i hear is that it's not yeah. so much do nothing because i don't think any of us want to do yeah. nothing that's boring yeah. It's but, boring, totally. but the option to do nothing if I, uh, sure. you know, if I don't, or, or yep. just to choose just right. the option to choose right, yeah, uh, is an incredible option, which Absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of, yeah. you know, every day, yeah.
1: what am I going to do today?
0: Yeah. I could really grind it out and push if I want to, yeah. or I could take it easy. Yeah. But yeah. that being said, I don't mind a good,
1: a good push. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It keeps the, keeps the, you know, the mind sharp and, yeah. you know, it's uh, I think it, the options, I think the, the be able to decide what you yeah. want to do on your own, right. is is, is, is I think key.
0: Okay. So what is something that you would suggest for someone to do? Uh, you know, they wanted to get started in multi res. Mm-hmm. What's one piece of advice you you think is critical to give them?
1: You know, getting familiar with this space, uh, one way to do that, um, aside from, you know, there's a few podcasts, you know, uh, your podcast, and you talk about multifamily, there's others that talk about multifamily. So that, that's kind of one thing. But if people are interested in multifamily, they probably have probably already done that. And they've probably already read some books. Yep. So I think the next step to really, you know, where the, where the rubber um, hits the road is start analyzing deals, right? Analyze a deal, Um, analyze a bunch of deals, analyze Mm -hmm. 20 deals. It's, it's like, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're flexing this analytical muscle, right? It's like anything you have to do things a few times to start to get a feel of if it's a good or bad deal. So pick a market, pick one market, Mm -hmm. um, look at real deals, analyze the financials of these deals, And, you know, the first one, two, three, or four may feel a little foreign, but I think once you pass, you know, get into five, six plus, things start to get a little familiar. The ratios start to make sense. The price per door is like, oh yeah, well this one was, you start having your own benchmarks. I think that's a good exercise that people should, if you're serious about getting into it, whether you're passive or active, right? I think even as a passive investor, you should look at the financials. Um, and analyze deals.
0: Yeah. I I think, I think you're bang on with that. It, you know, getting the exposure. It's something that I do uh, when I'm actively looking for properties, Mm -hmm. I am evaluating deals all the time. I'm pulling up a property. I'm just hypothetically, what could I get? What would it cost me? Um, I've crunched the numbers. I'll do it on multifamilies, which are mostly been disappointed with my model, but Mm -hmm. uh, you're giving me something to think about as to a different approach with Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. the joint venture approach, which definitely um, opens up yeah uh, it opens up some possibility to take a little bit longer, right and get a good deal, yeah, and make the deal happen. yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So what's one thing you would say definitely do not
1: do for somebody thinking about getting started? That's a good one. I think I think um, if someone's good, do not go it alone, okay um, I don't think you have to go alone. I mean, there's a bunch of ways to not do that. One, find someone who's done it and work with them on it. Um, if you want to do the deal on yourself, you know there's a lot of mentors out there. There's a lot of people that have, are, are doing it. Request some coaching. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, so I think you know the, the stakes are a little bit higher. Um, there's more money on the table. The I mean this asset class is a little more stable, but be, but because of its stability, um, or maybe a function of of stability, is, is things just take longer. Right. You know, even if you make a mistake, it may correct itself over the long time, but it takes a long time to do that. So I think, you know, partnering with someone that's experienced in doing the, you know, doing this type type of work, um, is important, especially for, you know, your first go. Um, and I think, you know, for passive investors too, you know, look at other people that are doing it, ask a lot of questions and then that, you know, and so I think because the stakes are a little bit higher, um, you know, work with someone for your first deal
0: yeah i think that that goes to the same with anything like make sure yeah. you got somebody with some good mm-hmm. perspective that's yeah. that's essentially pulling your strings in a way you know yeah. showing showing you the ropes and and you know making sure that you don't make a mistake that yeah. you can't recover from
1: yeah why, why
0: make that mistake when you can just yeah. leverage people in your totally. network yeah you know hope, maybe you have somebody that that will do your you a favor like you had you had with uh with yeah. your mentor there that yeah. that looked over some deals for yeah, you totally um, those are those are all viable, and yeah, you just keep asking until you find that person. Yeah, that'll yeah. help you.
1: And I think you know, in our space, in the real estate space, in the in the circles that that yeah. that we're a part of, in the networking groups that we're a part of, in the events that we go to, everyone's yeah. so willing to share. Yeah. Um, you know, and and, it, and it's not like that in all industries. Um, you know, you know, coming from the marketing space, there there are people that are very willing to share, but it's also super you know hyper competitive. Okay. And you know, some people don't like to share you know, the secret sauce. But I find that in this business, in the real estate business, there's more people willing to share what their secret sauce is
0: yeah Uh, i i know i know the the exact statement i Mm have definitely seen it i know people who just won't won't share don't want to go to networking events because they don't want the secret to get out but ultimately i think that's a mistake on their part and yeah yeah, you might give up something but what are you missing out there's enough there's there's so much too much more oh yeah yeah. there's
1: so much there's so much opportunity (laughs) there's enough for everybody
0: there is enough for everyone it's just it might not look like exactly what you think it would look like sometimes you got to learn what you don't know and then
1: and then it becomes
0: clear so yeah Yeah. that's awesome. so a little bit about you, uh, what would be your dream
1: vacation? Oh, dream vacation. Um, hmm. So on our kind of list, you know, my family's list, you know, go to, you know, the safaris and, you know, in in South Africa would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. India is a place, you know, that's that's on the list. Uh, I'm actually heading to Australia in a couple of weeks um, to, so part, partly business, but then I'm taking some time just to. To cruise around and and perhaps yeah. uh meet up with a friend in tokyo so you know there, you know again there's options to do that you yeah. know have the time to do that um and the resources to do that so you know i don't like my, my kids my kids really want to so we're, we're thinking about a, an east asia trip nice. uh, over the next little while um you know some you know two of my kids want to do it one does not so we'll figure out kind of mm-hmm. we'll find a happy medium one wants to go skiing and snowboarding during the winter months so know there's a few things on our list um you know for us i think fortunate enough to to be able to you know think about and plan and 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 you know you know probably follow through with some of these some of these ideas and plans so awesome Mm -hmm. what's your hobby to do outside
0: of all this uh, real estate stuff
1: yeah um so my kids are pretty active in in hockey so i do uh coach one of them um so i spend a lot of time on the ice uh, right now so that's cool um fishing love fishing my kids love fishing um so we try to get it as much as possible um you know camping and stuff like that so outdoors anything outdoors and then during the winter season we're we're at the rinks a lot nice yeah
0: awesome well mark uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you what is the best way for them or if they wanted to follow you on insta like whatever you prefer what's the best way to uh to have them get in touch
1: yeah yeah no appreciate it um so i'm active on instagram um so mark underscore baltazar okay um uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, email Mark at PeakPropertyInvestments.ca, and again, my website is PeakPropertyInvestments.ca.
0: Okay, so I'll put that information in cool. the description just so that uh, that people have that, mm-hmm. and um,
1: and yeah, probably want to follow you, see what you're doing. Sure. You post some of the stuff on yeah. on your real estate adventures. Yeah, I do. You know, I post stuff on flips. Uh, I post uh, stuff on multifamily. You know, I'm, uh, I I write, so I like writing. So I'm writing, you know, a bunch of blog posts. I've, I've started a a book on multifamily, just kind of the step by step process. Again, demystifying it, this whole idea of just kind of pulling back the curtain and, and, and getting into things that, you know, I think new investors should know about. Um, So that's, you know, that's in the works. And so, yeah, just, you know, like sharing information. I mean, people helped me along the way. So I just want to, help and give back
0: awesome well i'm sure uh, i'm sure that many people are going to appreciate that and uh and i certainly appreciate that too i'm going to be sending you some messages <laughs> cool yeah yeah no no problem No problem. you know yeah, i'm sure you got tons of perspective that uh that we can help each other there and i yeah, uh, absolutely yeah you know, we'd love to do that so awesome okay well uh we'll have to have you on again sometime and sure. see see how things progress sure. i'll love to hear the story when this uh when this building's all yep. fixed up sure all yeah. right thanks a lot mark we'll see awesome. you on the next one yeah appreciate
1: it thank you